his work in the earth. And this morning, I'm going to talk to you about accelerate blessing. Everybody say accelerate blessing. Amen. Now, our society can be very capitalistic at times and seemingly geared toward one purpose. Amen. People accumulating wealth and gathering things. While there's nothing wrong with material abundance, many Christians today have lost sight of why God has blessed them. God has blessed you for a reason, and we're going to talk about that this morning. And many times we believe it's for our own good. We believe that it's just for our own benefit, but God's perspective is quite different. And you guys know me. We opened this church uh, with, with 32 other amazing people Okay, in November. Uh, November 20th, 2022, and I rarely talk about money. I rarely talk about finance and uh, thinking about this. Besides our Engage class, okay, regarding membership and regarding leadership, we rarely preach, teach, or discuss money, although it is vital to any ministry or institution. Somebody say good amen right there. It's vital. Now, before you immediately tune me out, okay, shut me off and run out the door, okay, I want you to please choose to hear my heart and choose to hear God's word, amen, and decide to lean in because there's very incredible blessings in the purposes of God, amen. And Christians are a deeply generous people because God is supernaturally generous, amen, amen. So because God is supernaturally generous, we're just following God's lead. So look at Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 16. This is so good. It says, don't forget to do good and to share what you have with those in need. For such sacrifices are very pleasing to God. Now pay attention to this right here. Every offering or every tithe is a sacrifice back to God. Do you see that? And he says... It teaches us this in scripture. These sacrifices are pleasing unto God. So point number one this morning, accelerating blessings through giving, all right? It sounds backwards in God's kingdom, doesn't it? In the world's kingdom, in the world's economy, we'll we'll talk about that here in just a minute. It's about take, 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 get, 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 okay? But in God's kingdom, it's about giving. And at Hope City Church, we believe in and recognize that giving 10% of our income is the biblical standard for giving. So we practice tithing for the support of Christ's body, the church, as, God's, as God commands. Now look at, Math, uh, look at Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. It says, should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, God, what are you you talking about? What do you mean, God? When did I ever cheat you? How did I cheat you, God? Right? He says, you've cheated me of the tithes and the offerings due to me. You're under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. He says, bring all the tithes. Amen. We don't give tithes because they're not ours. We bring them because they're God's. Am I making sense? So it says, bring It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there'll be enough food in my temple. And if you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven. Look at God's promise right here. I'll open the windows of heaven. Not Pastor Mike opens up the windows of heaven. Amen. Not your boss opens up the windows of heaven. God opens up the windows of heaven, but he may use your boss to bless you. All right, you you hear what I'm saying? 
He says this, I will open up the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test, he says. Verse 11, your crops will be abundant. I'll guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they're ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all nations will call you blessed. For your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Why do you think people want to get to America? Because we've been a blessed nation. Amen. Scripture says the nation will be blessed whose God is the Lord. You you remember these scriptures. People, I mean, are flocking. They're flooding in, okay? We don't even want to get into the political side of that, right, Corey? We don't want to even talk about that. But people are still flooding into America because it is still a great nation and because we still love God. There's a lot of people who may not, but there's still a group of people who still love God. Come on, somebody, can you hear what I'm saying? And because of that, and we see this in, we, <clears throat> we see this right here in Hebrews. We see this right here in Malachi. When you reach out to benefit someone other than yourself, it pleases God. And a sacrifice of praise includes thanking Christ for his sacrifice on the cross and telling others about it. Amen. Every time, look at this, acts of kindness and sharing, every time I give, every time I'm kind to somebody, these these sacrifices, these gifts of sharing, these Gifts of kindness are particularly pleasing to God, even when they go unnoticed by others. Nobody has to see it. God's keeping score. Amen? God's keeping record. He's paying attention every time I give, every time I love on somebody. And as we give unto others, we are acknowledging God's love. We're showing. We're sharing Christ's sacrifice on the cross. And we're experiencing, this is, this is my favorite, we're experiencing the joy of giving through the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's the, it's an attribute of God, a, a gift of giving. It's a spiritual gift, the gift of giving. And God blesses us, according to Genesis chapter 12, God blesses us to make us a blessing. God told Abraham, I'm going to bless you. Look at this. I'm going to bless you, and you will be a blessing. God says, I'm going to bless you, but now it's your job to be a blessing. Praise God. And so God says the fringe benefit is that I'm going to give you richly all things to enjoy, but the main motivation of God's purpose in blessing us is so that we can help other people. And we do that through men's ministry. We do that through youth ministry. We do that through couples events. We do that through uh, single mom events, powerful events that we're loving on and serving uh, the kingdom of God. We do that through ministering in our community by feeding, uh, feeding 240 active military family, military, uh, uh, you know, um, people and their families. Amen. We do that and, and we bless them because of it. And so it's also, it's also the reason we should desire the inheritance that Christ has given to us, all of those Holy Spirit-conferred blessings. We say, why, why, why do I want all those things that God wants to put into my life? Well, the reason that you want all those things is because you can't give what you don't have. Does that make sense? Like, you, you, know, you ever met somebody, they want to give out joy, but they don't have joy? Amen? They want to give out freedom but they're not walking in freedom. They want to give out the love of God, but they're not walking in love. You you can't give 
what you don't have. Amen. And you can't bless somebody. Praise God if you don't, if you don't have anything to bless them with. So it's important that we, that we work. Scripture says a, a, a lazy man shouldn't eat. Amen. You don't have to preach along. I'm just telling you what God's word says. Amen. And God is well pleased to see us walk in our inheritance as sons and daughters. But he's also, watch this, well pleased. He sees the sacrifice. He says you're, he's well pleased to see us share what he has blessed us with. Amen. And the tithe was established long before the law and long before it was given to Moses and Israel. Scripture talks about a man named Melchizedek. And Abraham tithed unto him. He was a priest of God, a king at that time. And before the law was ever even given, in Genesis chapter 14, it's also cited in Hebrews chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. I'm giving you these scripture citations so you'll do some homework. Amen. So you can do your own homework. And here's why, here's why scripture asked, asked Abraham to do this. So Abraham shows up, and in order to recognize God's ownership of all of his possessions and thank God for giving him victory in battle, he shows up to Melchizedek. He says, here's all that God is. I'm telling you, this is going to bless God's kingdom. It's going to bless God's purposes, and I'm going to give it to you first before we take anything else out of any other, uh, any other arena or any other space of it. It's going to God first, right? And in response of that, God continued to bless Abraham. Do you know that? Amen. So the tithe, about 430 years later before it was literally established in the law, okay, was included in the Old Testament that was, real, that was revealed to Moses. But uh, again, God, uh, God had people giving into his kingdom. He had giving, people giving into his purposes long before that. In addition, people say, Pastor Mike, is tithing for us today? Yes, it is. Look at this. A search of the New Testament. I just mentioned it, Hebrews chapter 7. There's so many more, okay? But a search of the New Testament um, for an understanding of the tithe agrees that it is applicable for Christians even today. There are two primary reasons that I believe this, okay? Number one, okay, number one, because I believe Scripture is in response to it. Jesus endorsed the tithe, both in Matthew chapter 23, verse 23, and in Luke chapter 11, verse 42, he confirms that the tithe is appropriate. Let's look at Luke chapter 11 and verse 42. We won't read both of them, but we'll read, we'll read one of them. He says to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he said, how terrible it will be for you Pharisees, for you're careful to tithe even the tiniest part of your income. But you completely forgot about justice and the love of God. You should tithe. Yes, there it is. Jesus is confirming. Amen. He said, but this, but you should not leave undone the more important things. What's the more important things? Justice and love. You ever been to a place that didn't welcome you? Didn't feel justice, didn't feel love? Come on, somebody. Even a restaurant. I, I'm, I'm in places right now. I'm, I'm just looking for somebody who will give me good. Customer service. I'll, I'll drive across town to that grocery store that appreciates good service. Amen? I, I, you might not have the best food, but you got good service, I'll come back. Because I appreciate good 
service. Now we see this in the scripture. It's easy to rationalize to our minds. You know, well, I already gave to the church. So that frees me from having to help anyone else. Pastor Mike's on it. Hello? Pastor Mike's on it. The missions team's on it. Stacy, man, she's, give, she's pouring out finance into the community, loving on people. Amen? So uh, we, don't have to do, we don't have to give any, anything else because we've already given to the church. But watch this. A person who follows Jesus should share their life with those in need. We just dealt with that last week, breaking of bread. You know, I totally forgot this last Sunday. I like bread and butter. You know what I'm talking about? I like toast and jam. Some of you guys have no idea. Like, where, where did he go? Way back is where I went, okay? Way back. But we were talking about the bread and breaking bread with other people. And so uh, last week's joke, but I think it's still good for right there, okay? But it's easy to rationalize. Hey, I don't have to help anybody, but... Tithing, while tithing is important to the life of a church, amen, we rent this space, amen, we rent, we rent buildings, we, we rent an office so we can do ministry and counsel people and encourage them and counsel couples and counsel young adults that need strength and encouragement, need somebody to believe in them. And, and our compassion can't stop there because where we can help, we should help. It should be a lifestyle that we live. And every time I've noticed this, Jesus Christ calls his disciples to a superior standard. I have people tell me, tithing's tithing's only in the Old Testament law. That's not true. Jesus always called his disciples to a superior standard, a greater responsibility. Look at it right here. Just let me name off a few. I don't have time to name off all of them. But the New Testament is filled with a higher calling than that of the Old Testament. No longer are animal sacrifices necessary. We are now, because of Jesus Christ, he laid down his life, amen, he poured out his blood for all people. We are now to sacrifice our own lives and live for Christ, not live of ourselves. That sounds like a higher standard, doesn't it? Than sacrificing an animal in blood. Amen. And now look at this. No longer is an eye for an eye. You, you heard that. You, scripture said you've heard that. It says somebody hurts you, you hurt them back. Right? That's, that's, that's what they did. It says in Scripture, no longer is eye, eye for an eye appropriate, but we are to love our enemies and turn the other cheek. That's a higher standard. Do you see it? Jesus said, here's another higher standard. Anyone who even looks at a woman with lust in his heart has already committed adultery with her. Wait, wait a second. God, I I didn't touch her. But you did in your heart. You did in your eye. Job said, he he, he said, I I made a covenant with my eyes not to look at another woman with lust in my heart. Come on, somebody help me preach. Ladies, help me preach right here. Amen. But we can have that same kind of lust. Ladies, we can have that same kind of, I wish my husband was like this. I wish my husband, uh, we're talking about next month. I can't get too far ahead of myself now. All right. Another, another rule Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse 34. He said, I want you to love each other as I've loved you. Listen, I'm not as good at loving others as Jesus is. But this is a higher standard. Amen. And as such, I can only conclude that the same holds with the tithe. Holds true with the tithe. While, it's, while it used to be the requirement, now it should be the minimum. Am I making sense? And God promises us abundance when we faithfully and consistently bring. Again, we bring. We don't pay. We don't pay it. 
right? And we don't give it. It's not ours to give. We bring it back to him. Say, God, here's what you've entrusted me with. Boom, I can't wait to give it back into your kingdom. Number two, point number two, I've only got three. Point number two, the principle of first fruits. It's all throughout scripture. The first fruits of our labor and our income belong to God. We find this first fruits principle all through scripture and giving God the very first and giving God the very best of our income redeems our finances for God's kingdom purposes. So what I'm trying to say is this, God can do more with your 90%, amen, than you can with your 100%. Am I making sense? When you give that 10%, you begin to redeem the 90% into God's kingdom. And, and you can read about this all through scripture. God asked us to bring the first of our flock. He asked us to bring the firstborn of all things. And look at it this way. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world, he gave. Jesus is God's tithe. Amen? Jesus, God didn't wait. Until we were good enough. God didn't wait until we were perfect enough. God didn't wait until we had it all together. God didn't wait until you went to church. He gave Jesus and Jesus laid down his life in a sacrifice for mankind. So you don't, and we say it like this, God, he asked us to bring the first, okay? So you don't pay all of your bills and see if you have enough left over to bring a tithe back to God. Now don't get legalistic about it. Don't get crazy about it like, you know, you just got paid and all of a sudden Shaniqua runs down to Gerbs, okay? And Brandon's like, babe, you just gave our tithe to Gerbs. That's not how that works. Come on. Because God sees our hearts. He understands what we're doing and trying to do, especially now that all of us have direct deposit. We used to have these things back in my day called checks. We take them to the bank and we got to sign them and hold it in our hands, Justin, just for a couple of seconds. Before you started divvying it all out. Come on. Amen. But he's, he's teaching us that you give the tithe first because it's not just 10%. It's the first 10%. Because it takes faith to give first. Do you hear what I'm saying? Does it take faith to look at it all and say, man, look at all this and I can bless God's kingdom. Uh-uh. It's I bless God's kingdom and I can pay all the other bills because God is going to redeem my 90%. This is so good. This is so good. This is so good. Secondly, it's the primary practical way that we acknowledge that God is first in our finances. We say to ourselves, God's first in my home. God's first. You know, when we pray over a meal, okay, when, when we pray over a meal of a night or at lunchtime, I, I'm, I'm thanking God for what he has provided for my life and, and for my family. Amen. Look at Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 9 and 10, it says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part. Do you see it right there? The best part, the first part of everything that you produce. You don't want to grab God the scraps. Amen. You want to give him the best part. Amen. I don't want to come home and give my children scraps. I don't want to come home and give my wife scraps. Amen. In our relationship, I want to give her the best of who I am. I want to give my children the best of who I am. Watch this. And then you, you give God the best part of everything that you produce. Then God, look at it again right there. It's God's, it's God's promise. He will fill your barns with grain. Okay. And he will fill your vats 
uh, and your vats will overflow with good wine. And so the tithe represents that underlying foundation of the Christian financial, financial principle that God owns everything. Psalm chapter 24 and verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. That's, that's what the scripture says. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to God. So as we give back to God, we bring back to God, we pay tribute to God as the owner. We thank him for our provision. Amen. Furthermore, it demonstrates the joy we have in knowing him and praises him for sending his only son to die for our sins. Every time I come and I give an offering, I thank God for the thank God for the gift that he has given unto me. Every time I bring a $10 bill, I bring a $1 bill, I bring a $1,000 bill. Come on, somebody. They don't make those, but you write them in these things called checks. Amen. God, I'm giving you an offering. I'm bringing back. And I'm so grateful, God. I'm so thankful, God, for the sacrifices that you have given unto me. I can't wait to give back. I was thinking as a worship team as the worship team was singing the same God. I was thinking back to when I was 15 and 16 and 17 years old, watching my girlfriend at the time, TK, watching her mom teach her how to tithe. And I said to myself, that's stupid. That's ridiculous. Why would I ever, why am I going to give God my money? What's God doing for me? Until you understand what God has done for you. And then you're like, I'm going to give. I'm going to bless. And I watched God miraculously perform, uh, perform different miracles for TK. She was working for an ice cream shop out in Holt Summit. They weren't even paying her minimum wage, which is illegal. And when Grandma Sandy found out about it, come on, somebody. Ooh, they got straightened out over there, okay? They got it straightened out. But we see this. Watch this. It, it demonstrates the joy we have in knowing Christ we praise him for sending his only son to die for our sins. It also, watch this, it allows us to be partners of bringing this joy into others' lives by furthering God's work. Every time I give, one dollar, a million dollars. Do you see what I'm saying to you? God does not need our money, but he wants us to recognize him of the owner, the maker, and the creator of all that we have, the provider of our needs, and the Lord of our lives, because everything is God's. And I love this. He has given us this earth. He's given us this place. He's given us this space to enjoy. And God, our God is not a closed fisted God. Amen. He's got open hands and God can't wait to provide and to meet the needs in your life and to minister unto each and every one of us. So he has his hands open to us for grace, for mercy, for forgiveness, for provision. So here's the question, how do I give? Do I give and then I expect something in return? That's not the way God gave. Amen? He gave and trusted that we would worship him, not because we're angels, but worship him because we're humans. And worship him out of the passion of our heart, the sincerity of our hearts. Anyways, how do I give? With an open hand? How do I serve? With an open hand? Amen. And to be like Christ, to be like God, we got to leave our hands open. Amen. we got to leave our giving open-handed. we got to leave our serving open-handed. We've got to love with open hands. We've got to love with 
open hearts. And when God says right there in the scripture, in, in, in Malachi, says, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you. Somebody say you. He's talking about me. He's talking about you. He's talking about us. God says, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. There's nothing that can stop it because God doesn't lie. He's not a man. Scripture says he's not a man that he could lie. So I have one suggestion for someone who has never tithed. You ready for it? Test God. Try God. See if his word is real. See if his word is true. This is the only area. I'm telling you, you can search all of the scripture. It's the only area in scripture where God allows us to test him. He says, try me, test me. And so my personal challenge to you is start tithing now. Trust God today. And I'm telling you, my certainty and my confidence is on God. If I could say it like this, my money's on God. I know I can't say it like that. Okay, we, I understand, you know. But if I were a betting man, which I'm not, but if I were a betting man, I would bet on God. I would trust him. I would say, God, I trust you to do this. And, and when I give, watch this, I'm declaring God's goodness. That, that's why I love, when, I, when I'm giving, I, I love to worship that way. And I bring up uh, an offering, whatever that it is, and whatever I'm giving to, a missions offering, a, a general fund offering, I'm bringing my tithe back to God. Whatever that it is, I'm, I'm, I'm giving that space. I, I drop that in. I can't wait to just say, God, I'm thankful for all that you've done in my heart, all that you've done in my life. When I give, I'm declaring God's provision. And I'm letting God know, God, you said, if I, then you would. Am I making sense? If I'll trust you here, then I could trust you in every other space. And when I give, I'm declaring, I'm celebrating God's promises over my life and my family. I've watched God provide miracles in our family. Boys, come on. Look at, look at my boys back here. D, Chase, Alec, wave at me right here. Come on. Have you guys seen it? We've seen it. We've watched God. I remember, I remember the kids walking in and said, Dad, there's nothing in the cupboards. Hey, there's nothing here. Hey, you know what? We live, we live by faith. We live step by step. We live in that space, in that space, and we honor God. We've never gone hungry. Okay, the boys might argue that. All right? That's just because there wasn't enough Doritos and Little Debbies in the house. Come on, somebody. That's what they're talking about, snacks, Okay? But we've watched God provide miraculously at times. And we've shared that with them and talked to them about it. You guys look at what, look at what God did. Amen. And so this concept, this promise, this principle honors God with our finances. And there's an acceleration of blessings that follow when we prioritize giving. A lot of people just haven't prioritized it yet. Amen. They just haven't prioritized it yet. But this principle encourages us. Acknowledge God's ownership. And because, here's, here's the whole reason, I'm a steward of his things. I'm a steward, I'm a manager of the things of God. Secondly, I choose to dedicate the very first and the very best portions of our income or resources to God so God will redeem the 90%. And as we give our first and as we give our best, the blessings and the abundance will follow. Final point, final point, number three. God's economy versus the world's economy amen acts chapter 20 verse 35 the latter part of that verse jesus said you should remember the words of the lord jesus 
It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Amen? We get, get, get. We take, take, take. That's the world's economy. Get, get, get. Save, save, save. Hold, hold, hold. Amen? Yet, in God's economy, we'll be more blessed if we're a spiritual conduit rather than a spiritual cul-de-sac. Amen? God wants us to operate like rivers where it can flow, not like dams. You you, You seeing what I'm saying? God wants to work through us so that we'll be what? A blessing to others. He blesses us so we'll do what? Bless others. Amen. If we have the capacity to address a need with our time, our talent, or our treasure, then we ought to be used by God supernaturally to give and meet that need. And as you do, God will return those blessings upon your life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 8, says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Amen? As the worship team comes, planting generously and reaping generously is a principle of God. The tithe is what I bring to God. An offering is above and beyond the tithe that I give to God. Now am I making sense? Now I'm walking in a space of sacrifice. Not only has God blessed me and all this stuff, I brought back to him the tithe, but now I'm stepping into a next level space in my offering, amen. And an offering is giving over and above that tithe. This is what we do every month. We have a missions offering. Praise God. I, I, was, I was telling Chase Rackers this morning about Brad and, and Kelly, uh, Brad and Kelly Russ, missionaries who live on the field in Zambia, Africa, okay? Their first year and a half, they were living in a tent. I don't, I don't want to live in a tent. Listen, I don't want to camp in a tent. I, I just don't. My idea of camping is the best Western. Come on, somebody. With a hot breakfast and a shower in the morning. Everybody knows this about me, okay? I will go with you, but I need a shower. I want to shower. Come on, somebody. You hear what I'm saying to you? They lived a year and a half in a truck, okay, that was like a Land Rover. It turned into like a tent and a tent. And they used a restroom and holes in the ground. One way to the grocery store. One way. Six hours. Six hours. Not six minutes to the gerbs. Six hours across Africa. Come on, somebody. Can you hear what I'm saying? And the sacrifices that you're willing to let go of. The sacrifices. You say, hey, man, am I willing to do something like that? And and that's what we look at. That's what we do. When we receive a missions offering or an offering for a specific group or an event or a building fund offering. Because this is our church. This is our church. This is our space. We ought to be a part of that. We ought to be partners of it. And offerings can be sacrificial. We've learned this. Or they can be out of our abundance. And many times I've given. And I didn't have it yet. Pastor Mike, did you write a bad check? There was a few times, okay? There was a few times. You you know what I'm saying to you. There was a few times. God, I feel like you asked me to do this. I'm going to trust you. And God provided. Amen. And God miraculously moved and he met the need. There's other times that we give out of our blessings. We give out of our abundance. Watch this. Watch this. In both areas, we're thanking God. We're honoring God. 
we're walking in obedience of his word and we're trusting him with the truth that he's placed in our hearts and he's placed in our lives amen i want to tell you something really quick pastor mike have you been really quick i hope so i hope that i've been really quick today i think we're doing good on time our board was talking about Michael, we've got to get you on full time here at the church. You, you, there's a lot of people that come to Hope City. We need to pay attention to their needs. We, we need to be there. You, you, we can't try to call you and you're busy painting or you're busy cutting grass for a funeral director. That's what I've been doing the last two or three days of the year. Amen. Along with several members of our team, our, our, launched, our, our, our pastoral staff team. And uh, they said, we got to get you on. we got to do more. we we got to do something. we got to do something here. We've been praying. This is why I give the first 21 days of the year in a fast. Amen. I didn't, got, I didn't give God the last, the, the last days of the year. I gave him the first, first 21. Amen. You say, Pastor Mike, what, what happened? What happened to look? I got a fasting story. Because I fasted last year. I believe this. I believe this with all my heart. Pastor Jerry from Endurance Church called us. Said, Pastor Mike, I gotta ask you some questions. I said, absolutely, go ahead. How much money you're making in those two or three days a week, those 20, 30 hours you're trying to work outside of the church? How much money you making? I said, well, I'm, I'm doing this. Here's, what, here's, what, here's what's coming in. Here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. I said, okay, okay, okay. All right, love you, man. I'll talk, talk to you later. What the heck was that about? Come on, somebody. Nosy butt, get off the phone. Calls me back a week later. I said, I talked with our church board. Amen. And that amount of money, those two or three days a week that you've been working, our church is going to commit to give that to Hope City Church so Hope City Church can cut that to you, Pastor Mike. Amen. Another church. They don't believe exactly the same as we believe. They don't do everything the way that we do everything. Okay? Come on, somebody. But they're being a blessing to us. And because of that moment, then I stepped in. I told our board, I said, because they're taking that kind of step of faith, I said, Angie, if they're taking that kind of step of faith, we have to take a step of faith and put on an administrative assistant that we were going to give a raise to, to Pastor Mike and TK. We've got to give that raise to Alec and Cassie. Let's, let's put that in their hands so we can bless them. So we've got two people on full time, Pastor Mike and Cassie. Come on, somebody. Can you see that? The hand of God. And I believe this with all my heart. It's because I fasted last year. I hadn't even got to this year's fast. Can you imagine what, God, what God's going to continue to do? And he told me this. He said, Pastor, he said, we first took over the church every month. When he first took over the church 15, 17 years ago, whenever it was, okay, he took over the church. They were, they were, uh, were $9,000 in debt every month, every month. And now they're giving, they're giving away, come on, thousands of dollars. Hey, man, we'll give it away. We're going to bless other missionaries. We're going to bless other churches. We're going to bless other pastors. We're going to do other things so we can bless, so we can encourage. And I'm telling you, God has met a, a miraculous need. He said, he said, that little side hustle you got, that little side hustle you got, he said, let me, let me tell you a story about it. Now, I'm going to tell you this story, and I'm done. I mean it. I promise this time. He said, for a whole year, they didn't realize it, but they had a big attic upstairs, big old fluorescent bulbs up in this attic. And this attic spans the entirety of their building, of their building at this, at this Assembly of God in, in West Plains, Missouri. It just, this, this whole space. He said, it was about a year I was a pastor, and we sent up one of our pastors up into the attic. 
And he said, when we first started, we had to cut all the pastor's staff, all their salaries back. We had to put them all, all on part-time because they were paying out $9,000 a month. They're, they're going in debt every month. He said, it went up and they saw all these lights on in their attic. All these old fluorescent bulbs, which burn a lot of energy, burn up a lot of money. He said, they turned that switch off and in one year, they saved $7,000 in energy bills. 7,000 bucks, okay? He said, that's exactly what that side hustle is doing to you. It's sucking all your time, 365 days a year, your time, your talent, your treasure, your energy. We need you over here loving on people. Come on. This isn't a sales pitch for me. This is the purposes of God. Amen? God's provided. You can, you can already see that. We don't need that. We, we don't need that space. God's provided that space for an entire year. They said they're going to do that. They're, they made a commitment to do that for us for an entire year. Amen. Can you give God's kingdom a, a hand clap of praise? Can you bless his kingdom for just a second? Amen. How powerful is that? Will you stand with us this morning? God, I thank you for the provision of your heart, God. To minister, God. Thousands of miles away or right down the street. I'm so thankful today, God, for all that you're doing in our hearts and in our lives, God. I praise you today, God, for the provision, God, that you are and the provision that you are continuing to pour into our lives, continuing to pour into our spirits, God. I pray today, God, that you're going to continue to bless and strengthen us, God, and guide our steps, God. God, maybe there's somebody under the sound of my voice, God, that hasn't quite got to that space of prioritizing their finances quite yet. But you've spoken to their heart, God. And they've already, you, you've already began a work in their life through the power of the Holy Spirit. God, I pray today, God, that you will touch them and bless them and prove to them, God, as they test you, God, as they try you today, Father God, for all that you're going to continue to do in their hearts, all that you're going to continue to do in their lives. We're going to bless you. We're going to thank you. We're going to praise you in Christ's wonderful and powerful name. And everybody said, amen. I want to do one more thing this morning. I know I, know I told you I was going to tell you another story, last story I was going to be done. But I just want to ask something of you really quick. Amen. If you've ever had, you, you've ever walked in that space and you've tithed and you've given that offering before. And you've trusted God in that way. Okay. Maybe you're not walking in that space right now, but maybe you've walked in that space before and you know that God is a supernatural provider for your life or he has moved in supernatural ways in your life that you have testimony to tell that you could share in this room in this building right now would you just raise your hand we just say pastor that's me that that's me I've watched God move in my life look look around just really quick just look around just look around God I, I've trusted God in this space and look at the miracles that are provided all around you that you can say, hey, God, I, I've trusted him in this space and God has moved supernaturally in my life. Ask somebody, ask him. Say, hey, can I ask you a question? Can you tell me what God has done in your life? Tell me, help me understand, share with me. Amen? Amen. Give God one more good hand clap of praise in the house today. And next Sunday is...